Hello, everyone, and inside today's episode of Locked on Canadians, we're going to discuss Andrew Shaw's comments on the Raw Knuckles podcast, Cole Caulfield compact contract comparables, and Lane Hudson, Samuel Montembeau, and others at the World Championships. Locked on Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 852 of Locked On Canadians. We are your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day, wherever you find your daily podcast, on YouTube or on your Sirius XM app. I am your host for today's festivities. I am Scott Metlow, of course. I gave my co-host the evening off as I record this in the afternoon on Wednesday and we're going to jump right into things, and unfortunately, this is not all sunshine, rainbows, anything else today. Uh, content warning here a little bit. We're going to be talking about uh, some of the things tied into the Kyle Beach situation and other things here, because former Montreal Canadian Andrew Shaw went on the podcast of former Canadians enforcer and former TSN 690 radio host uh, Chris Nyland today to just kind of discuss time in Montreal, time with the Blackhawks and other things. And it's all bad. It's all terrible. It's not good uh, to jump right into this here. I, I don't actually know where to start here. And I want to start with, I feel hurt a little bit here. I talked to some people offline before sitting down to record this episode because I saw these things come out here and it took me aback. And I want to, I guess I'll start with this, is that Andrew Shaw went on there and talked about how the NHL seems to want to push a, as a society, wants to push stuff on kids in terms of LGBTQ plus uh, support and everything in the NHL. And that these initiatives, you know, they're pushing it on kids, which is just a insane very right-wing talking point about how they're pedophiles and they're this and listening i didn't listen to this full thing i'm going through the clips that have been posted on twitter here and it's extremely disappointing from someone who was the canadians you can play hockey is for everyone ambassador a guy who after being suspended for being caught on camera using homophobic slurs in a game when he was in chicago and then being traded to montreal seem to really take that time to learn from what he had done and become an ambassador in the community here, working with at-risk youth, working with LGBTQ plus youth in Montreal. And to go back on all of that is, and to say that they're pushing it on kids and we as a society are forcing things on kids like this is hurtful. And it sends a message that it's not okay to be this way, even if that child is or that person is. It, it's so, it's disheartening. And this is a person who I really thought, okay, they're not, they don't have to be 
everyone's cup of tea. People don't have to forgive him for what he said. And I understand that to go back that harshly on there. It doesn't look good on the Canadians for putting this guy in a role where he was directly in contact with these, uh, with people in the LGBTQ plus community, kids, teenagers, everyone involved in that. And to come out and say that, how does how does that reflect well upon you? And it, it stings a lot in there. And it's somehow not even the worst thing that was said on this show is that, and this is a direct quote. This ties into the whole Kyle Beach situation here. And for that, if you want to skip ahead into the next segment, I understand it's not something everyone wants to listen to. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a content warning here. And this is the quote that was posted on Twitter. I had nothing bad to say about Kyle, but it's a shame something like this could go that far when it could have been nipped in the bud pretty quick. As a 20-year-old, I would have never put myself in the situation Kyle was in. He put himself in a bad situation. I want you all to let that sink in for a second. We've talked about power dynamics on this show. and We have talked about how a, a player who thought they had no other choice this is not a thing they willingly went along with victim blaming someone who was sexually assaulted. And then the team followed that by covering it up. He also stumped for Joel Quenville getting unfairly fired, which okay, sure. Whatever. No. To blame Kyle beach for what happened to him is disgraceful. It's an absolute farce to be to do that to someone who suffered so much. And then the team that you played for to take their side when they were found to have covered this up. This is not, oh, it just, it, you know, fell through the cracks and no notice. Everybody knew on these teams. It was an open secret to the point that at practice, players were harassing Kyle Beach about this because they knew what had happened. And then what did the Blackhawks do? They gave him a glowing review to go off. And then with the next program that he was at, he went and did the same thing. The only person who put someone in a bad situation was the Blackhawks and black and Brad Aldrich putting other children, teenagers, whomever at risk because, you know, they didn't do the right thing the first time. To blame Kyle Beach in this situation is so disgusting. It's so beyond disappointing. And I don't have words. I know some people liked Andrew Shaw's time here in Montreal because he was a tenacious player and he scored big goals and he competed every night. I understand that fully. I do. I really, truly do. I get it. I don't want to see Andrew Shaw tied to this organization anymore. And if I am... Chantal McAbey and I am the Canadians PR staff and social media staff. This is a podcast that had Theo Fleury on there to also spout his beyond comprehensible uh, beliefs. And I'm not going to go further into that because it doesn't serve a platform. You as the Canadians should demand better of this. Or if they're going to go on this, you know, you better be damn sure that it's not going to end up like this. This is a bad look on the Montreal Canadiens. 
for allowing a former player, someone who is at all of their alumni events, which is great. I am glad they're doing things with the alumni, is allowing people to go on there and say things that are hurtful and over a line, then not within any sort of reason, far over a line. It's gross. It's disheartening. And I just, I don't have the words for it. I'm upset by this. We should demand better of players, of coaches, of teams, of everybody. And unfortunately for right now, it doesn't seem like that's really going to happen. Um, as always, if you need to reach out, DMs are open for things. Uh, we are going to have to shift the show here a little bit. I, I don't like doing an abrupt turn on things, but unfortunately, uh, we do have to continue on here. I've said my piece on this. I'm sure a lot of other people have as well, and I highly recommend that you read the thoughts of those that this most directly impacts to understand why this is a big deal. Um, we are always in support of the LGBTQ plus community on this podcast. If you are not, I we it is what it is. We don't want to hear from we don't want to hear about how we're bad people for wanting to support other people or demanding better of other people. We don't have time for that. I'm not going to yell and scream about it because that's exactly what people want. I'm not going to do that. We're going to shift off into our next segment. But first, today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. As always, summer's right around the corner. You are out grilling. You were out like I am this weekend. I'm going to go out wine tasting on Memorial Day weekend. You want to look great and you want to do so in comfort. And let me tell you, my bird dog shorts give me just that. I look like a million bucks and I feel like a million bucks. Insanely comfortable, insanely good looking. And right now, folks, if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL and use code locked on NHL, they're going to throw in a free custom tumbler from Yeti. It's great. Keeps my drinks cold, keeps my drinks warm. Everything that you could possibly want is available there. I highly recommend you check it out. You can get shorts. You can get gym shorts. You can get chino pants, golf pants, polos. You can get sweatpants, joggers, anything that you're looking for. By far the most comfortable pair of shorts I own. And again, that is birddogs.com slash NHL and promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. Gets you a free Yeti tumbler. Go check them out. We are back here at Locked On Canadians, and to continue pivoting out of our opening segment there, thank you for bearing with me as I tried to make my thoughts known on that. A lot of people are still talking about Cole Caulfield's contract, and Eric Engels was on the SICK podcast and mentioned they've you know got a long-term deal out there, and maybe the money isn't quite right, or else Caulfield would have already put pen to paper. We wouldn't be talking about this, which, okay, is fair. Maybe he's looking for a little bit more money. And I understand that. I don't know where they're starting at. However, if I were the Montreal Canadiens, I know where I'm starting at with negotiations here. And that is with his draft mate, Matthew Boldy. Boldy signed his deal January 16th, 2023. Seven years, $7 million per. That's for a uh, right left winger. Right wing, left wing, uh, obviously. For the Minnesota Wild there. And I look at, I'm actually on elite prospects right now, and I'm looking at the scoring for the 2019 draft class. Jack Hughes at the top. Trevor Zegers is in second. Dylan Cousins is in third. Matt Boldy's in fourth with 102 points. Cole Caulfield has 84 points. Boldy's obviously had a little bit more luck with health. Uh, 
was not coached by Dominique Ducharme for a large part of that season. The difference here is Caulfield is second in this group in goals. 53 goals. Boldy has 46. Boldy has 56 assists, though, to go with that. A little bit more of a high-end playmaker, whereas uh, Caulfield is a pure goal-scoring type of player, and we know that. And I have also pulled up Cap Friendly here, where there are comparables to Matt Boldy's contracts, and the names are right in the range where I think people would be happy with Cole Caulfield's contract. Kyle Connor signed in 2019, seven-year deal, 7.142857 a year. Clayton Keller, left winger, right winger, signed an eight-year deal in 2019 with the Arizona Coyotes, 7.15 per. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog, and I don't think they're going to be able to get pull this one off. He signed a seven-year deal worth 5.571 uh, back in 2013, though, when he was 20 years old. So that was a while ago before the cap went up. And then I look at one of the other more recent, uh, pair of recent ones. Brady Kachuk, left winger, signed uh, seven years, 8.205 per. Or Jordan Cairo, signed in September 2022, eight years, 8.125 per. It kind of sets your range there. Looking at these guys who are all wingers, you know, save for Landis Cog, who was a center, and Nugent Hopkins, who was a center, but they signed them well back. Uh, that I'm going to kind of push that off to the side for now because I don't think it's realistic to expect Caulfield to sign a contract that starts with a six on it. But names in there, you see Kyle Connor, you see Clayton Keller, you see Brady Kachuk, Jordan Kyrou, Nikolai Ehlers, William Nylander, which if they were able to sign Caulfield to the William Nylander contract, I would be doing backflips down St. Catharines right now. I would drive there and do backflips down St. Catharines because that's an incredible deal. I don't think the fears that he's going to ask for nine or $10 million are realistic. I think they're trying to hammer out maybe some bonus structure in there. I think looking at the comparables on this and the cap maybe being the way that it is, I don't see him getting more than an 8.1. I don't see him getting more than Brady Kachuk did. Brady Kachuk got paid because when the Senators had to keep somebody and he's their team captain. But as a winger who doesn't score as much, yeah, the Senators are a better team right now, but the Canadians and Caulfield have been injured to hell and back over the last couple seasons here. I think those are fair comparables. If they were to sign him eight years, seven and a half per, and then throw in a goal scoring bonus or a playoff bonus or something, some kind of performance bonus in there. I think the Canadians are in good shape. I really, really expected this to be a lot more contentious. I also thought Boldy was getting paid more. I thought he was getting paid eight by eight, not eight by seven, which if Boldy's your comparable, which I do think is the closest to Caulfield, it's great framework. If you're Kent Hughes, you should be ecstatic because you can go, I want to start you with the Boldy deal. And assuming they're starting at the top and they want nine mil, 7.75, something along there. I think the opportunity is here for the Canadians to really lock up two of the big pieces of their core here, Caulfield and Suzuki, to really good deals in really short order. And I think that everyone's panicking maybe a little bit too much. I know. People panicking about, you know, Cole Caulfield's contract, absolutely shocking. I know I'm actually keeping an eye on Twitter right now just to make sure that, you know, nothing has happened since then. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not. So I want everyone to take a deep breath. This deal will get done. 
it will it will get done. I don't see Kent Hughes letting this linger on into beyond the draft because July 1st or the 26th, whatever it was for offer sheets, I think they're going to have this done before too long. It's been quiet, which usually tells you Kent Hughes is working. We haven't seen his name pop up. We know when he's actually busy on things. We see his name a lot. That Kent Hughes is calling this person. Kent Hughes this. Kent Hughes that. No one's mentioned the Canadians GM. Admittedly, because Toronto is dominating the news, you know, fairly. Ottawa's being sold or bought or whatever it is right now. Ken Hughes is kind of flying under the radar here. This allows him to focus solely on this and maybe some of the other deals that he needs to get done here because they're waiting to see, is the cap going to rise more than up to 83 and a half million? Not without concessions, apparently, which good luck, I suppose, given the way the NHL loves to seemingly negotiate these things here. I, I really do think we're going to see Caulfield sign seven years. And I think his number is going to be somewhere in 7.75 to like 8.1. And I think we're going to be better off for it. And then we can not worry about it for almost a decade at that point. I know people will. And some people say, ah, he's paid too much. He's this, he's that. Just bask in the small goals, boy. Enjoy the presence of the small goals, boy. Because, you know, other teams don't have him. Other teams drafted Cam York, which... Still very, very funny because Cam York is being outscored by Rafael Harvey Pinard at the NHL level right now. And Rafael Harvey Pinard has played half a season. So to shift further from there, we're going to talk about the small goals boy forward to the small goals boy on defense. The man they call snacks. Taking a look at, you know, other news around the NHL, around the league. All that and more coming up in our next segment. But first, today's show is also brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head over to eBay Motors, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and be sure every and get a green chick will let you know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be right back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when all the right parts come guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Some exclusions apply. We're back here at Locked On Canadians and... I can tell my computer is sick and tired of me Googling Lane Hudson because it's already in my search bar here. We're going to talk world championships, some of the news around the NHL right now. I'm looking at the world championships, the scoring in that tournament right now. Lane Hudson has five points in six games, and he's playing primarily as a seventh defenseman. And if you didn't see his goal in the last game uh, against Sweden there, it's a banger. Intercepts a pass, goes up ice. Wires one right by a goalie who wasn't expecting that. Laura and I talked a lot about, hey, when are people going to stop doubting Lane Hudson? At some point, you have to. At some point, you have got to stop doubting Lane Hudson. If you don't want to, that's fine. By all means, continue to doubt that man. It actually makes me happy when you do that. And do you know why? Because he keeps making people eat their words. He's good. He's better than I thought he was going to be. And that's saying a lot because I thought he was going to be great to begin with, honestly. 
I, I'm such a huge, I, I can't stop gushing over this because it's one of those things that I like to hang my hat on that. It's like, yeah, Lane Hudson's great. And he's not the only Canadians player at the world championships having a good tournament. Sean Farrell's been a little bit quieter. Team USA has been led by guys like Connor Garland and Alex Tuck, which is expected. And honestly, the biggest thing is that Latvia pulling off upsets, but I'm looking at the goaltending stats here. And I want to start with Frederick Deschow. Five games started. He was injured against Canada, I believe. Five games started, 2.3 goals against, 9-11 save percentage, 3-2 and record. Honestly, playing on a Denmark team that isn't necessarily super great, he's putting up respectable numbers in this tournament, and he's played good teams. He's played Canada. He's played other teams here. Perhaps the most stunning part of this and not stunning, I think, in the same way that we usually talk about. But in four games for Team Canada, yes, Team Canada, powerhouse, etc. Samuel Montembeau is a 1.23 goals against in a 9.44 save percentage. He's three and one. He's the top Canadian goalie. The next Canadian goalie is Joel Hofer. Two games started, one and one record. Devin Levi started one game, one and zero record. Samuel Montembeau is the guy for this team right here. And out of the other players in front of him, uh, Leonardo Giannone playing for Switzerland. Surprising. 3-0, 0.67 goals against. But Cal Peterson, Team USA is up there. Karol Vimelka from Czechia is up there. Uh, Stanislav Skor- Skorvanek from Slovakia. 3-1, 9.54 save percentage. Lars Johansson and Jesper Wallstedt for Sweden. And then it's Samuel Montembeau. You know, Jesper Wallstedt's a huge prospect goalie. Drew Camesso at the top of the list is a prospect goalie. Carol V. Melka is not a prospect goalie anymore, but uh, still a little bit younger. He's the Coyotes' obvious starter right now. The Canadians got to be loving this right now because they're watching Leo Carlson's playing well at this tournament, and they're watching Montembeau play well and go, that is our guy. That is your guy next year. And I'm becoming more and more certain that Samuel Montembeau is going to be the guy next year for the Canadians. They are 1A. What that means for Jake Gallant, I don't know. Does that mean Caden Primo's gone? I don't know. Dishow still needs a contract. Obviously, Dobish is in Laval. Uh, Joe Verbatic signed his, his, uh, was on an AHL deal last year. He is eligible for an entry-level deal this year. Whether they sign him or not is up in the air. Or do they draft a goalie? The Canadians now are looking at Samuel Montembeau living his best life. And I look at the way that he's played in this tournament. He's composed. He's solid. He still has every now and then one of those odd rough moments, which, okay, you're a goalie. You're going to have them. Even the best goalies make mistakes. And this isn't me saying that he's, you know, prime Carey Price or Henrik Lundqvist. I'm watching him play, and it seems like he's having a good time. Even for the Canadians this year, when things weren't going their way, Samuel Montembeau seemed to be having a good time. He's found his happy place. And I think the Canadians would be wise if they think he is the guy. He's eligible for an extension, I believe. I don't know if it's this year or in January of this year, but I believe he will be eligible for an extension. And honestly, go another two years. Go another two or three years. Why not? I think Samuel Montembeau is absolutely worth that time because if he starts to decline a little bit and one of those guys comes in, a Dobish, a Caden Primo finds his game, Frederick D. Show, 
one of the guys they draft makes a name for themselves, or they trade for somebody, he's fine as your 1B too. We know he can be a good 1B. We know he can be a good split tandem starter here, which is the way forward in the NHL now. It, it's a wild thing. Uh, and just to kind of wrap up the show here, Jamie Ben hasn't been suspended yet, and we haven't talked a lot about these playoff series because, quite frankly, they've both been non-competitive in, diff- in different ways in that they're both 3 nothing series. Jamie Ben getting kicked out of a game less than two minutes in, then leaving the arena and not doing media, and then coming in and saying, well, next time I won't fall onto his face with my stick is just some absolutely gutless stuff from the Stars captain. You put your team down two games to none in a tough situation in a game they lost. And then before you could even answer a question, you left. And if you're fired up, whatever, own your mess. You are the team captain. And I'm not big on those team captains. Got to speak every night. You directly contributed to this and you fled the space. Not great. It's an ugly look, and I know that the Stars expected better of this. Jake Ottinger's been battling through this here. Vegas is on another level. Florida's on another level. I know they're playing tonight, but I think Carolina finally gets one back on them, uh, and then things get interesting. If Carolina can can wind up that machine they've got there, great. If not, you got to start asking questions. What We asked him about Toronto. We asked him about the Bruins. We've asked him about other teams. When does it come time for us to ask questions of the Hurricanes? Maybe we'll discuss that on our Friday episode, which, speaking of our Friday episode, I completely forgot to mention this. It is the Friday mailbag. Please tweet us your questions at LO underscore Canadians, LockdownCanadians at gmail.com. You can follow me at Scott Matlin. You can follow my co-host at The Active Stick. She will be back for the mailbag episode. I promise you that. I know this was a little bit of an all-over-the-place spot, but I had to talk about the whole Andrew Shaw thing. Thank you for bearing with me here. Uh, We will see you all on Friday for the mailbag. We'll see you all next time.